1: Our country vowed to never forget 21 years ago, but those words require
0: action. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has over 80 runs, walks, and climbs across America every year, plus dozens of more golf outings and barbecues you can be part of. There are so many ways that you can take action. Register for an event in your area or volunteer to start one. Do good and never forget by donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, torg Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to, to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work, and man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone, so I can keep working all day long. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to Anchor.fm/start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor.fm/start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to part two, interviewing with Brendan McFadden. You know, if you guys missed last week, he's a former Utah State University football player, uh, currently head coach over at River Valley High School in, in Yuba City, California, my cousin. We had a fantastic interview last week talking about his coaching career or sorry his playing career and today we are going to talk about the other side of his career his coaching career how he got to that point uh before we get to that guys if you guys have not checked him out yet be sure to check out our sponsors for this episode dr squatch soap company if you guys haven't heard of him before dr squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene by providing natural healthy products that make you feel like a man smell like a champion if you guys haven't seen some of their ads they are some of the most hilarious ads you can possibly imagine um a lot of them they keep uh you know the lady in the family is the one that's sponsoring the ad for them. So, you know, keep, keep your lady happy, smell nice. It, it works well like that way. Uh, our other sponsor for the day, uh, Craft Beer Company, uh, Craft Beer Club, is a monthly sponsorship which brings craft beer straight from their warehouse to your door. So every month you get a selection of craft beers, you get to try them, taste them out. I, I compare it to Bark Box. If you guys haven't tried Bark Box for your dogs, it's a fantastic thing. Well, this is craft beer for you. Keep yourself happy, keep yourself new things it's always fantastic so be sure to check those links out in our link tree um but other than that man brennan great to have you back again you yes. know last week was a lot of fun we had a lot of fun on the episode i say last week but we're actually recording this the day after so yep. you know for us it's a little bit closer but uh,
1: yep. no 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 worries it was an amazing time yesterday I had a blast
0: heck yeah and so we you know when we started off what we ended with last week you know we were telling people you are actually getting back to coaching from covid Yesterday was your very first day. So for people listening to this, that was actually last Wednesday was your very yeah. first day back coaching.
1: Yeah, how's that? How did it feel? How'd it go? It was it was good. Um, you know we can only be in pods, uh, groups of ten, and so uh, we're not we're not in pads yet. We're not having an actual football practice, um, but we're in pod workouts. Uh, we can work out right now in uh, in our county. We can't do any uh, working out inside, so we're outside. We're using weights, what we can do outside, but then, um, you, you know, we do, we're we on the field. We can do agility. We can do conditioning. We just can't. The, the hard part that we're dealing with still is the whole got to be six feet apart, and in a game of football, yeah. <laughs> It's it's you tough. can't exactly
0: have six foot splits out there. Yes, for some exactly. Linemen, you Hard know? to
1: work on double teams when you got to be six feet apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, how I mean, I guess, how are you guys doing that with with the six feet apart?
1: Are you guys putting pads or is
0: um, that kind
1: of how you're I how mean, you're honestly, on that? we had to remind a lot of the kiddos, you know, they're excited to see one another right away. And, you know, instantly yeah. you got to yell at them, hey, spread out. You can't do that. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's the things you're yelling at these kids about. You would never thought in a million years you'd be yelling at them for, you know, but, you know, like they have to have their own water, you know, they can't give each other high fives, you know, when they're done using a weight, they got to, they got to sanitize it right away, Um, and it's all precautionary, I get why we're doing it, you know, it's just, when you have, you know, 16, 17, 18 year olds that have been not doing anything for a couple months, they're chomping at the bit, you know, to do stuff, so they, they were a little, they're a little rowdy yesterday, you know, but that's what you expect when you haven't seen them in a while, they're excited, Um, but that rowdiness kind of went went away when we started doing some hard conditioning and then all of a sudden <laughs> reality check <laughs> set in and they were, they were huffing and puffing. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you guys missed it last week, we, we were
0: joking that, you know, you'd probably have a lot of out of shape kids coming in and I guess that was uh, that was the case. They learned real quickly. Yeah, Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, it's it's funny. You mentioned that. Cause if you, if anybody watched hard knocks this off season with the chargers Rams, you also saw a lot of that as well with, and those are professional guys, you know, they're yep. getting paid to do this and you see it with now you you know, you, you said it yourself, 16, 17, 18 year old kids. And you can imagine you know, how much harder that is for them to, to remember to stay spaced. space. You don't have the fancy technology that yep. buzzes when you're six feet away. So yep, exactly. you know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating time for, especially for you for coaching wise, it's, it's something most coaches, most of your coaches honestly never had to deal with at this point. So yep. you get to say and be like, Hey, I did something you guys did. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, but so if you guys missed it, basically what we got, where we were yesterday, we, you know, we talked about how, you know, you tried arena football and you kind of just, your your love of playing and banging, banging heads against each other kind of just fell away. Correct. And that was your big yep. moment of like, all right, I'm stepping away.
1: Yep. And it was, you had a plan. And I had a plan and it was, I was, I was ready to step away. So the transition wasn't too, like I said, just like anything else in life, if you don't have passion and love for what you're doing, you know. Um, it's kind of easier to do something else you know if I still loved it and uh, had the passion you know and I think obviously it'd be a little different if I was still competing in the NFL compared to arena you know I think my passion probably would have still been there but you know I, I'm also a, you know I'm a realist and I knew that it's there wasn't a very large chance that I could not make it in the league get bumped down the arena and then make it back so like I said, I knew my time was up. I had a plan and um, I'm just thankful I had a plan. Yeah, definitely.
0: And, you know, it's, it's funny because you said yesterday, you know, if, it's, if if you don't have the love for the game, if you only want to go D1, then obviously you don't have the love for the game. You know, you kind of you experienced a little bit at the end of your career where you yep. dropped to an arena and it was just kind of like, well, we're here. And if I still
1: had the love for the game, you know, just like I said, you know, if you love football, you're not just going to say D1 or bust. If I still love football like I did when I was 15, 16, 17, or 18, I probably would have stuck it out, you know. But yeah, you know, life goes on, and I knew that I needed to do stuff, you know, to get my teaching credential, and that was kind of the forefront. That's what I wanted to do, and not not play arena ball. So, like I said, I lost passion, lost the love for it. Uh, But coaching has brought all that back and then some <laughs> Exactly,
0: that's awesome see and that's what the hope is you know the, you know you had a plan and, and you went about it and I, you know it helps also not having to bang your head when you're getting paid jump change compared to right <laughs> yes
1: you know yeah the checks were a little I, different in arena league than uh, than the nfl let me tell you
0: yeah and, you know a lot of kids study, say oh you can go to arena league it'll be fine no they get paid closer to minimum wage than most people expect yep um but Good yeah and so you know you went through that whole process and you originally uh, you, you applied to River Valley to be a, you know, a PE coach and yep. you were worked as an offensive line coach that first year and then my first year. Yep. And, and then, then so then
1: 2014 happened and
0: you were presented yeah, the opportunity It was just
1: the, the, the dominoes kind of fell where the head coach, he only did it for one year. And uh, he knew after one year, he didn't want to be a head coach at high school level. I don't think he could, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on being a head coach, you know, you've got the players. And then you've got to deal with everything that goes on at school on every single day basis, and then you've got the players' parents, yeah. and that's a whole another. That's a whole another uh, category that you got to be pretty good at, and you got to know that it's you know they're not college kids, they're not NFL kids, they're still these are their young you know these are their kids, these are their sons, and they're you know they love them very much. Some of them are very worried, and some of them ask me a question every day four times, and I still tell them you know some of them so you know, you have to have great relationship with parents and, you know, you got to, you got to respect them and realize that that's their, those are still their babies and they still look at them like they are, you know, like they're their babies. And so you got to kind of walk that fine line and you got to do a really good job with the parents because the parents got to trust you, you know, because you ask a lot in football, you know, they're away from their families a lot, you know, we got to do workouts in the morning, you know, and then we've got, Uh, practice afterwards and it's just a lot of time consuming and you got to have the parents that they got to trust you as well you know because that's a the attendance thing is huge in high school kids got to be never absent never late you know and all of a sudden hey coach I got to go to my family vacation you know you got to you got to get you got to make the parents think how you think as a coach yeah exactly you know they can't miss anything if
0: if they want to play they can't miss you know yep Um, but how's that work for you guys travel wise I know you said you know being northern California you guys I think San Joaquin
1: yeah, Sac Joaquin Section. Um, we uh, we're you know we're we're not at the point yet where we're a powerhouse program where we can uh, you know go play some out of state team and anything like that. And, and also, you know, uh, River Valley is only I think it's thirteen or fourteen years old. That's it. So our school is still pretty young. So, so our you've been the head coach for half of the you know, year. Yeah, our oldest alumni are our age, to be honest. You know, oh, whereas so. our rival high school, three miles down the road, Yuba City High, they've been up. It's been there for like a hundred years, so they've got some older alumni, you know, that obviously, you know, financially can help out a little more. When I reach out to our alumni, it's, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I just got my, I just got promoted to like just above intern, like what are yeah, you guys right, talking exactly. About? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we don't have to pay for travel, which is nice. But yeah, we just, you know, we get a bus and we go down and we do what we got to do, and then we get a bus and we bus back, and it's all done <laughs> through the district. And okay. um, but it's your prototypical. You close your eyes, you think of a high school football team on a yellow bus. That's us.
0: Oh, yeah, those are the fantastic days. You know, yep. you don't miss those as an adult. And I got to be honest. You know, especially as lineman, sure. ex lineman, you're just like, no, I, did, I you know what? Don't shove me on a bus for three to five hours. That's yep. I'm, I'm exactly. Uh, so far, what's been the the most fun travel you guys have had to do? What's like, what's been the one team you guys have played that maybe for you as a coach is kind of special, or for? Your players would have been a little smarter. Yeah, special. absolutely.
1: Well, we have our crosstown rival, Yuba City, and it's a really cool dynamic. You know, uh, Yuba City has about Yuba City the the actual city itself has close to you know sixty five seventy thousand people, and there's two major high schools here. So, the the dynamic of having a crosstown rival is really cool. Um, because when I grew up in in Grass Valley, California, our rival was Grant, and they were in the middle of You know, they were in. North Highlands, you know, they were in Sacramento and they were an hour and 15 minutes away from us. And our arrival is literally three miles away from us. Um, But I would say the coolest trip um, that I've had so far as a coach is my two years ago. um, We had to play Merced High School, who was number number three in the section and they were 10 and 0. And it was the they were 11 and 0. It was the second round of playoffs. And we had to go play at Merced, which is like a two and a half, three hour bus ride. Um, and we beat them and so uh, that bus ride home you know beating an undefeated team that was number three in the whole that bus ride home for three hours that was something I'll never forget you know yeah. never never a dull moment after a win but never a dull moment three hours away after you just won the second round of playoffs our high school kid they were it was a lot of laughs going on to say the least oh I can imagine that would have been fantastic
0: and now if you I'm know. not mistaken that was your guys's best finish to a season so yeah. far yeah in the no, history of the we school, were, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Following week we've lost to a team called Placer, which is in Auburn, California. Oh. Um, and we lost to them seven to six in a mud bowl. Oh. Um, yeah. I my, I just I was the head coach. I decided to take the extra point instead of going for two and, and winning it. And uh we didn't even get to snap to the snap or to the holder. So That's all right, you, you know what? Um, you, you... But yeah, we that year we were one game away from the section uh, section finals. We lost lost seven to six. So you know, made it to the semis. But yeah, we made the playoffs every year. We usually do a pretty good job in playoffs, you know, either make a run or give, you know, last year we lost 14 to 13. So in the first round of playoffs, so back to back years, we've been ousted out of the playoffs by one point. That's crazy.
0: I mean, you think about that. It's, it's it's that old saying, I don't know how you feel about this saying. I know this is one my dad always told me it's better to lose by a lot than to lose by a point. Yeah, because a point just it just that dagger It helps give you that, that driving force. Yes. <laughs> I imagine it's the same way for some of your yes. returning kids. I, like, I don't know if
1: you're a gambling man, but whenever I bet on sports, I'd rather be a blowout than lose by a last second shot that, you know, yeah. that's, it's kind of the same thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's high schools, high school sports, you know, any, any athletics, it's the highest of the highs, the lowest of the lows, you know, and you're, and for me, unfortunately you remember the, sometimes you remember the losses more than you remember the wins.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's the same way. I think I remember more of my losses than I do the wins, just because yep. there's so, some of those just that drive that dagger in the, in the, in the, in the back of would
1: water. Like I just told you verbatim what we should have done in the <laughs> semifinals about to go to the section finals. And of course, decided to go for one and go instead of go for two. Exactly. Well, not, not to bring up the lows,
0: but you did have one season that you yes, didn't make the playoffs.
1: We did not make the playoffs. Um, How, we went Three three and seven that year. And honestly, we were a pretty talented, uh, talented bunch. Um, There's a lot of dynamics, you know, at the end of the day, I am not I take full responsibility. I'm not an excuse guy. I was the head coach and we didn't win enough games to go to the playoffs. That's on me, not on anyone else. Um, Unfortunately, I will say that was the same year we were in the middle of a teacher strike. And so the dynamics of me being the head coach and being with these kids every day. For months on end, and then all of a sudden the teachers strike, and I actually didn't coach in like three or four games. Um, oh so, wow! Okay. And I wasn't around for practices or anything. If you striked, if you were on the picket line, you couldn't come to you know obviously you can't come, yeah. you know, to practice or anything like that. So there was a lot of stuff that went on. Let's just say uh, at practice and football PE and meetings that normally <laughs> don't happen if Coach McFadden's there, but. Yeah. You know, I had to do something that I thought I was standing up for for you know my family, so I could put food on their plate, and it was a hard dynamic. You know, obviously not being there for the boys that was one of the the hardest and most complicated couple weeks of my life because um, I was standing up for what I believe in and you know make, trying to make a difference for my family, you know, my wife and my kid, but then I was walking away from my second family if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. And you know. That is something. At the end of the day, it t- turns out it worked out pretty well. Yeah, you know, it may maybe not that season, but you know yeah. what? You look at look where you're at now. I yeah. think you know you it, it's worked out for the better. And um, I got a
1: fat raise.
0: Yeah, see that doesn't hurt anything at all, <laughs> right? <laughs> and now after that season, I I, I don't know how you, you know what's your thoughts on this, but you got to
1: actually have the opportunity to coach with your former high school coach. Yeah, and he's still here with me. How um, does that feel? How's that? Oh, it's a, it's amazing. Um, so. You know, as a high school coach, you you know it's a lot of time, it's a lot of efforts, a lot of energy, and uh, I had just had my baby girl Rowan, and I was a little nervous that I it, I, I was nervous that I wasn't going to be able to be a great dad, a great husband, and a great coach, and so um, the dynamics worked out perfectly. Um, he, my old coach, Coach Humphers, and he—you have to realize—Coach Humphers was 26 years at Nevada Union, one of the most well-respected, most winningest coaches. Won four section titles. I think he played and coached in six of them. Uh, he's had, I think, over 50 guys get a Division One offer, and he's—he uh, has brought 13 guys to the NFL. Wow. And so, uh, it. That and was you're an included in those numbers. Don't don't. You know that that's just it. Right. There was an opportunity for him to come and I'm not about I'm not a me guy I want to win and at the end of the day it was best for our program and it was best for these kids and we had a better opportunity to win if I brought on my old head coach with me and so and also it helped me win oh my God, my daughter's sick because she's a one year old and I didn't worry about what was going on at practice and I think what happened in that strike the previous year uh, really really brought it to the f- forefront that, you know, if, if I'm not there, stuff's not going to get done right. And yeah. with him, it's going to get done to a T. Perfect. I don't have to worry <laughs> about it at all. So um, no, yeah, he's my saving grace. He's like my second dad. He's still coaching with me. He's got enough energy and passion for this game. He's been more than any other coach I know still to this day. Loves it. He was put on this earth to coach high school football and impact these kids in a positive way. See, that's, that's amazing.
0: And I imagine, you know, you, you mentioned your family, you mentioned your daughter, you mentioned your wife. That helped take a lot of the pressure off you. And I want to take a step back yes. from your coaching career and talk about your family. Like, how yeah. is your
1: wife and, and having a daughter now, how has that oh, affected everything um, for you? Yeah, I met my wife when I was getting my credential uh, at Chico State, and uh, she was a uh, spin class instructor. And, okay. uh, you know, me thinking I'm some cool guy, I tried to talk some game at a gym while she's working out and she basically told me to kick rocks um and then uh I kept you know I was persistent you know and I kept talking to her talk to her and she basically said you'll get my number the moment you go through one of my spin classes and I didn't know that she is like some highly certified this spin class is going to kick your butt type of deal so I went in there and oh man by the end of it I was faking like I was turning the uh whatever it's called, you know, the increased yeah. uh, friction, whatever. So it goes hard. Uh, I was just faking that. I wasn't turning anything because I couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> but I got the number and the rest is history. Um, and then, yeah, we have, I have one daughter, Rowan Bo McFadden. Uh, I named her middle name is Bo after our dog. I'm a dog guy. We have no, a, we okay. have a boxer and, I mean, uh, we love him to death. Banner Bo. I was like, and, you can uh, see my dogs pop up over my shoulders yeah, here. Yeah. We, 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 you know, born and raised with dogs in my life. She was born and raised and we are very much dog people. And so uh Rowan is the best thing that's ever happened to me you know and it's so cliche it's so cliche to say you hear that you know you have a kid it's the best thing that's ever happened to you but it truly is you know i could have a bad day coaching and before her we had a bad day at practice we had a bad game i'd come home and i'd be pissed off at the world you know and i have a bad co. we have a bad day at practice or a bad game and i come home and she w- runs up to me and asks me to put on her tutu and have a tea party with her. I don't think about football at all. You know, it's
0: yeah. It's, it helps, helps keep that work life separation for you. Yeah. Helps kids you mentally stable. Yep. I imagine, uh, you yeah, know, my,
1: my wife's a saint though, because, uh, during football season, uh, I'm there, but I'm not there as much as she is. Yeah. So.
0: I was going to ask, how does she how does she feel about everything, like about the football season? How does she – I mean, she, I imagine she handles it like she a champion. Sports. But... I
1: think, at the beginning. Yeah, she was all about – I mean, I'll be honest with you. A side note, I proposed to my wife after uh, my first year coaching as the head coach at my senior awards banquet. That's where I proposed to her. Okay. So – I got to give her props because if she would have said no in front of my football team, I'd still be getting ragged on. (laughs) I don't think, yeah, I don't think we would have heard the end of that one. Yeah, exactly. My family would still be making fun of me, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, um, she's amazing. She supports me, you know, and she supports my family in, you know, a lot of ways that, you know, don't have anything to do with football, you know, but she, she keeps the ball rolling in our house and uh, she loves, she loves our daughter and it's really cool. My daughter's at the age now where, you know, she can come to some practices before COVID and everything. She'd come to practice when we're doing conditioning. She wants to blow the whistle to start the boys. You know, she comes out on the game like she owns the joint on game day. And every every boy knows, who, one of my players knows who she is, gives her knuckles. She tells them what to do. And she, yeah, she thinks she's a coach.
0: All right. So I got to ask, future coach or future player? What do you think she's going to be? Would you, or I guess that's a bigger question. Would you let her play like all will set her fuller like this year you know
1: yeah Um, my daughter whatever she wants you know i'm gonna support her in whatever it is if she wants to play football she's gonna be pretty good because i know how to coach it up if she wants (laughs) to play baseball she can play baseball she wants to play the violin let's make her the best violinist if that's a word (laughs) yeah no that's right yep (laughs) in in the world you know um but uh you know, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not the smallest human in the world, so I think my daughter's going to be pretty big, so uh, <laughs> thank God she looks like my wife, because um, she's, she's not going to be small. So I think, uh, I think sports are definitely going to be uh, in the future for her. Um, and I, I'm excited, man, but she, she just got, we just signed her up for a dance class. she's going to be a little ballerina, and she got her the ballerina stuff, and I walked into her room last night and she was practicing. So, <laughs> oh man, she's, got already, that drive, yeah, like. she's,
0: she's already got the drive going. She's yep. already ready to be on, exactly. on stage. No, that's awesome. See, cause I, I'm always curious about that, you know, being a dad now that you, you know, you look at it and you wonder maybe, maybe she will be the next seller, Sarah Fuller, or maybe she could be, you know, potentially your coach following yeah. in your footsteps. I yeah, think I remember think the Titans here, style.
1: The remember the Titans style with the little, the little, you know, the dad, the coach's daughter was, you know, she's probably going to know more about football than, uh, than a lot of kids right she already knows i'm a fan, diehard man. lions fan and every sunday she's got on her blue her honolulu blue for the lions so i have to ask i'm a big carry on johnson fan so carry on johnson deandre swift
0: you know does she does she does she have a preference
1: swift man swift's <sighs> the real deal man hey carry on's good well, well he's really good <laughs> but i'm telling you right now he's not deandre swift i i understand that yeah i get that i I understand, you know, from from the Lions standpoint, but you know, I'm, I got to stick with my Auburn guy. I hear you. I have a question. How did you become such an Auburn fan? I don't think I ever know the story. Oh, you know, I went to school there. Before, when, so you were you a diehard
0: just after Auburn? Yeah. Or just when you went there? No, just when I, I went there, in two thousand nine,
1: two thousand ten. What about so, your mom? Has she always been an Auburn fan, or that was just when you same went? Same thing. There? Yeah, step okay. my my
0: stepdad was a, was an Auburn fan, and she picked it up that way. Okay. And so when I went there, I actually went in two thousand nine, two thousand ten one of the first classes i sat in was an econ class and there just happened to be a guy by the name of cam newton sitting <laughs> 3 steps away from me and i didn't know anything like i recognized him because i follow football and i follow the, the post boards and everything and yeah. i knew he transferred from florida and i looked over and i saw him and i was just like oh okay you know that's that's cool whatever you know yeah. keep going about my life and then like one week two weeks later you know no big deal and then about 5 weeks in once football started and he had his first big game and everybody yeah. like literally i'm telling you this is a giant theater classroom 300 kids in there and there were about 400 people standing in the back row right here where cam newton is and then i'm just like guys i gotta get to my seat like, yeah yeah it was the craziest experience and then, um, yeah
1: little did you know you were sitting by a guy that would probably have one of the best college football seasons in the history of college football
0: <laughs> yeah and then well so i then I, I interned at the athletic department that first year there too okay and so that, that fall i was interning with the athletic department And I got to experience meeting him, meeting Bo Jackson, meeting Tim Hudson, Charles Barkley, all these guys that that just came in. And I'm like, okay, so I'm normally pretty good. But when I met Bo Jackson and Tim Hudson as a baseball fan, as just a sports fan in general. Yep. I fanboyed. I was like,
1: (laughs) I would have done the same thing with Bo, man. And I think I probably would have done it with Charles Barkley, too. I love me some Charles Barkley, man.
0: Well, so I didn't meet Charles Barkley in the same way that I, that most people would meet him in the in the intern okay. program. I met him at a bar downtown.
1: Yeah, I I actually <laughs> met Charles once at a yeah. bar in South Lake Tahoe.
0: <laughs> See, that's exactly right. Like, he, <laughs> so he goes when he goes to Auburn, he goes to the games, and he goes and sits, and like, and he'll go to the game, and and that's something more new that Tony when Tony Barbie took over, they kind of the old basketball players came back. Yeah, and uh, so he he showed up one day, and he's like. Meet me downtown at the bar. I'll buy everybody in the bar a drink. And so, me and my buddies, being the people we are, are like, Oh, so we're going. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You know, why not? And walking through the bar, I didn't see him. I went to the bathroom. And all of a sudden, there's this big old tall, you know, six foot eight, six foot nine dude just just chilling there. And you're like, Huh. He looks really familiar. And then yeah. he turns around and it's Charles Barkley. And you're like, Wow. Oh, hi, Mr. Barkley. I'll, right? I'll talk to you in like a minute. But yeah. <laughs> like, Wow. So that's that's how I became an Auburn. Being there in Auburn, being the national championship year, being experienced all that. Oh yeah, that's you how were there
1: I, in the national championship year, man. That that made, that turned you for life. It's over. It's all. You yeah. Do. So
0: that's how it happened. Plus, you know, trying to walk on the baseball team, and that that worked out pretty well. And then, yeah, you just I don't know. You fell. I fell in love with it. Much yeah. like I imagine your first steps on Utah State's campus, you were yep. just kind of like.
1: Oh, I'm here. I loved it. I loved it. I'll tell you what, though, I didn't like my first week there, getting in shape. Woo, boy! Yeah, no. no I thought I was in me. shape, and then there's Division One workout. It's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. And you know, it's funny because we we both talk about like
0: how we fell in love with our college, these colleges, and and I imagine it's the same now for you with a second high school. Like you were in love with Nevada Union when you were there. Yep. yep. But River Valley. You know, you guys are. You're oh,
1: yeah. there I now. Leave, like you had seven I years, and now. It's, I bleed green, Um, and of course I always, I love Nevada Union, you know, born and raised in Grass Valley, my mom taught there, I grew up at NU2, that's the thing that people don't realize is that I was going to Nevada Union from 6 a.m. till 8 o'clock from my, when I was in second grade until my eighth grade year because the bus stop for the teacher's kids at Nevada Union you up at eight at the top of NU. So, I mean, I literally was in my mom's class for the first two or three periods a day because high school started a lot uh, b- a lot sooner or a lot, uh, before, you know, my middle school and uh, my elementary school days. So, I mean, I was literally in my mom's classroom for one or two or three periods in the morning. Then I'd walk up, get on the bus. So, I mean, I'd born and raised at NU, you know, love it to death. Um, but now here I am and it's just, I'm falling in love with this school now, you know, and I love it. I have to ask then if
0: you guys happen to ever play Nevada union, would your mom wear green and gray or would she rock Nevada union still? Green and gray. Yeah. (laughs) Have have you guys already played? I guess is the, no,
1: we've tried. We, it hasn't worked out yet, you know, for some, for multiple reasons, but you know, we, I, even with coach hump, we've talked about it, coach Humphers, you know, he was the head coach there for 26 years and you know, it'd be weird for him to be on the other side, you know, not on the home side coaching, be on the away side. Uh, you know, I only played there varsity for three years. He was there for almost 30, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that'd be pretty crazy. Hopefully you guys could play at your home stadium, you know, get
0: get to experience that great turf for yeah. all those Nevada you kids. Yeah, great turf,
1: man. You gotta, I got to get you out here, and you got to watch a game, man.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm always excited for that. That's, that's kind of my goal game. is, you know, next year, get actually go back and meet family, see family yeah. that I haven't seen forever. Because, yeah. I mean, last time I saw you guys was three years ago, basically. Yep. And, you know, that's actually been the last time I saw – any family.
1: Were you there for the kind of the family reunion at the park in Roseville? Were you there for the, yeah. that one? Yep, yeah. that's, where I, that's where
0: I saw you guys. That's where I met Rowan and Rowan, met your, and your wife. And me yep, yep, yep. Oh, right. yeah. That was, and you that's the last that time again. I saw? Yeah, that was exactly right. Yeah, that's the last time I saw family. And that was fun.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: yes, it always, was always fun to get get together <laughs> and oh, shoot the breeze. Never you know? a dull
1: moment with our family. Oh, God,
0: no. Not at all. <laughs> bunch of Irish people who, you yep. know, like to have a little too much fun. Yep. Yes. <laughs> 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 so speaking of fun obviously you know coaching is not all fun and games but there are some high moments we've already talked about your lows but so far what's been the one thing maybe not wins and losses maybe it, maybe it is two years ago in that sectional you know getting to the one game away from yeah. sectionals but what's been the highest the highest moment for you as a coach so far
1: um you know there's a couple and they kind of they kind of they uh you know they're they're different, you know, um, one, I would say one of the highest moments, you know, for me is it had nothing to do with a star player, had nothing to do with a guy that, you know, broke records here or, you know, was a, the strongest guy, the fastest guy or anything like that. I uh, One time our, our season was over and it was we were turning our pads and uh, our backup lineman wanted to talk to me. And I said, like, yeah, what's up? And he, I went to his office and he just thanked me for, you know, being a positive role model in his life. And, you know, he truly said, I've never had a, I've never had a, a male, you know, love me like you have, like, you know, he came from a pretty bad home life, you know, and he's like, I know I wasn't the best person, you know, on the team, but you cared about me as a person, you know, I wasn't just an object, and, you know, I wasn't good at football. So you, you still treated me like, you know, the D1 guys you had to have, you know, 5-6 D1 offers. Um, and he just wanted to say thank you. And he started crying a little bit. And that hit that touched me in a way like I kind of sat back from that and was like, that's why I do this. You know, I don't do it for the Friday nights to, you know, to win. I do it to impact these kids, you know, especially at this level, you know, impact these kids, you know, make a positive impact for them so they can be productive citizens. You know, of society when they're done, whatever they decide to do, if they want to be a fireman, they're going to be a badass fireman. If they're gonna do you know if they're gonna be a contractor, they be a badass contractor if they're gonna go to school and get their degree they're gonna kick butt in school and get their degree um so that was the first one where it kind of took me back. I actually had to call my mom and say, you know hey, this just happened. Man. I can't believe what <laughs> like the impact I'm having on these kids and then um I would say on the other end of that, another really high moment for uh, me is you know just being being the bridge I guess that uh and helping my kids that do want to play football at the next level, um, and helping them through that and stuff. You know, I had, I had a couple, I, my first, uh, D one guy went to Drake, um, he went to Drake okay. and played there. Um, Devin Cates, and he did fantastic there. He broke a lot of records for them as a receiver. Um, and then the, the last couple of years we had two guys, one went to Northern Arizona, uh, he was a quarterback, but he ate too many cheeseburgers and they made him a tight end. Um, <laughs> and then the one that really hit home, though, is just because of the situation at Utah State is we had a I had a big D lineman that committed to Utah State. And, uh, you know, him him and his buddy who went to northern Arizona, they told me freshman year, we want to play football in college. And, you know, they both had the size, you know, they're both six, three, six, four, two, you know, the the D lineman was about 260, 270. The quarterback was like, you know, 215, 220. Um, but they put in the work they 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 worked like they weren't a division one athlete you know what i'm saying they worked like they need to bust their butt every day just to maybe get a couple reps in a game and they you know they were the never absent never late they were the leaders on the team and uh i think when i when i went with his name's dean when i went with dean to his official visit at utah state it kind of hit me that holy sh- you know what this is full circle like What I learned here at Utah State, the, you know, the adversity I went through, the trials and tribulations, the relationships I met, the people that made me into a young man got me to where I need to be. Now, here I am helping another individual who I'm very, you know, close with, and he's going to go through the same experience as I did. And it was kind of like, I played there, you know, was lucky enough to be pretty good at it, you know, was lucky enough to be respected by my teammates, you know, being a captain. And then having one of my players go there it was a really cool experience for me
0: that's awesome see and that's that's you know what what i imagine you always wanted and being being a part of this coaching you know you saw it with your mom teaching wise now yeah. you get to experience a little bit of it with coaching and into a whole different level because you are with these guys not just as their teacher but also as oh, you yeah. know, a coach that spends exponentially more time with them yep. you know it's, it's yep. yeah
1: i gotta You know, all of a sudden they're having a bad practice. You go and talk to them and you find out that they're in a fight with their girlfriend. And then you got to talk to that. And then, then, then you got to put the dad hat on and be like, are you freaking kidding me? But you got to figure out a way to tell them it's going to be all right. And I'll get in there and let's go some (laughs) plays. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Finding that fine line that, you know, your coaches before you had to find when, when they were teaching you. And that's, that's always something, something amazing. Now, you know, I did mention you do, you do now coach with one of your former coaches, but has there been a coach that you may be coached against that you, you walked away from the game with an extra amount of respect from them than you never had before. Like maybe yeah. like it's a, it's a uh, coach that just stood out to you
1: for some reason. Yeah, and there, so, um, and it's kind of in our circle of coaches as well. Um, So his name is Joey Montoya, and he's at Placer, the game we lost seven to six. He was the offensive coordinator at Nevada Union when I was going up, and he left my senior year to go be a head coach at a different school. And uh, he's just stayed in great – you know we've been in contact we stay in touch and he's he's they're, they're a powerhouse program there's no other way to say it in northern california placer they average 10 11 wins a year they won to state a couple years ago um they beat some la team um and they, they they've won i think he's won three or four sections so he's i mean he is the real deal and uh he he always does a great job of communicating with me on a weekly basis a daily basis you know and just you know, encouraging me, you know, making sure I telling me I did the right thing on players, you know, if I got a you know, and uh I just it was cool. We had to play them in the playoffs, and here's my ex-coach with me, and then one of my other ex-coaches on the other sideline were both very successful programs and we're playing against each other and it wasn't yeah, we lost we were we lost by one point and and we were pissed and we wanted to go, but you know, after the game we gave each other hugs. Whereas there's some coaches, you know, I give that firm handshake, make sure I look them right in the <laughs> eyes, you know, as I'm going by giving that double swingy handshake. This is all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is all love and respect. And he's just, he's just, he's, he's amazing. His name's Joey Montoya. And he, like I said, he's the head coach at Placer high school. And I just think the world of him. That's awesome.
0: See, and that's, that's even crazy. Would you have expected that when you first got into coaching that here you are, you know, a guy from Nevada union, you have a, You just mentioned your circle of coaches, really, that you've, you've either coached yeah. with, coached against, or you know, that you, you guys communicate on a daily basis. Would you have expected that originally? Like you'd be communicating with a guy no. who has won this many titles yeah. and this many sectionals and who's coaching one of the top teams in, in California. Yeah. And you communicate on a daily basis. Like is that something that just kind of came out and just kind of was like surprised you? Yeah, it was for sure.
1: You know, um, and I think it was kind of cool where when they started asking me questions, you know, what would you do if this guy, you know, what do you do against this defense with, cause we run the wing T I don't know if you know, okay. I don't know if we've talked about that. So not yet. Yeah, that was actually
0: my next question. <laughs>
1: that's what, that's what we ran in high school at Nevada union. And that's what Dave is kind of the guru coach Humphers And that's what Joey Montoya runs as well as the wing T and it's, it's, you know, the whole the last five or six years, it's just been this explosion of the spread, you know what I'm saying? Spread oh, yeah. everyone out. And we're kind of the, uh, we don't Old have school. the type of athletes that some of our, uh, Fellow league opponents have, if, if that, if you, if there's another way to say it. So, yeah, uh, I just decided to run the wing T. It's a very disciplined uh, offense, and it's very old school, but it's also kind of my mentality when I played it. And it's, you know, you got to dominate up front, and it's a very physical offense, and uh, you know, you're going to run the ball 80% of the time, um, but you're also going to hit people in the mouth 100% of the time. So, yeah, uh, and I love that. Like I said, when we went and played Merced. They had five guys going D1. They were empty every single play, throwing smoke screens, fly sweet, You know, it was just they spread it everyone out to get all their athletes in space. And we didn't have the type of athletes they did. But then when it was our time on offense, you know, we had two tight ends, a fullback, two running backs, and we were going to run right at you and see if yeah. we can stop. And we beat them, I think it was like 45 to 38 or something like that. Wow. See, that's – and
0: that's, that's, that's amazing because, you know, you mentioned the wing tee. That's more of an old school – grind them down type of offense yep. you know that's that's that let the bone roll stop not really let the bone roll obviously but that is that mentality of three yards in a them cloud of dust yep and so i guess that as an as a former offensive lineman i i you know i know obviously most people think you were offensive so you tend to stick with the offense are you that way or do you think do you focus more on the defense in practice than the offense
1: or which um, way do you? Go at that? the beginning I'll tell you right now, I was all offense, and and I had to look myself in the mirror, and it was because I knew more about offense than defense, so I would just do it more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But the old adage, you know, offense wins games, but what's defense do? Win championships. So, um, you know, and that was the other thing. Like I said, I'm. This isn't about me. It's about these kids. It's about this program. I knew bringing on Dave Humphreys, my old coach, he was going to teach me. I was become a better coach coaching with him. Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, I've learned a ton already from them. And, uh, but now I love defense, man. I love coach. Uh, I do offensive line and defensive line and I'm the head coach, but those are my babies. You know, I just, you gotta have, you gotta coach them a certain way and you gotta, you know, they just have to have a mentality every single day of, you know, their, their their job's not fun, you know? So you gotta make it fun. You gotta make it competitive and you gotta make them love to do the hard stuff. Um, and, uh, I just love doing that, man. I just, I absolutely love it. And now what's one of the crazy things that you
0: have to deal with practice wise, like coaching a defense that goes against a wing T in, in practice, but yes. you're you, like you said, you, you go against spread offenses in games. How, yep. how difficult is that for both sides of the ball? I mean, really, but especially um, defensively to well, coach we play that so up.
1: many up. Pe- we play so many spread teams, honestly, that it's not, you know, practicing week to week. You know, the one thing that really helps I'll kind of flip it and say, what's a real positive for us is that we do run the wing T. Yeah. So, You have, you know, you'll play a team that's had six games. Four out of those six games were spread teams. And now all of a sudden they're playing us in our sixth or seventh week of the season where we've gotten better each week and we run something completely different. So they have four days to prep, you know, to try to stop this wing T, which is completely different than the spread. And we're pretty good at it, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, it's a difference maker. It's the equalizer, you know, and that's what I love about it is, especially in high school, if you don't know how to stop the wing T, you're in a, you're in you're in a lot of hurt. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It's I
0: imagine it's how college college coaches in the ACC feel when they get that Georgia Tech on the on the on the schedule, and they're yep. like, oh, crap.
1: Yep. Or, we got to go, go know, against this. Buddy, when we played Air Force, you know, in, in college, they're triple yeah. option. You know what I'm saying? And they're pretty good at it. They're I mean, you know, when you're done playing Air Force, you're gonna on defense, you're gonna be beat up. You know, yeah. there's no other way to say
0: it. It's, it's ironic, too, that the, uh, the, the military schools are the ones that run them because yep. of how much discipline they require exactly. to run them well. And so it's, it's really ironic that the most disciplined schools run the most disciplined style of offense. Yep. Yep. And, you know, that, that does lead me to a little, little bit of a question. I know we, we talked about discipline, but what about some fun? Like, if you had to choose a trick play to run, I got three listed. A fumble ruski, a Statue of Liberty, or a quarterback throwback, like a reverse throwback to the quarterback.
1: i'll uh, I'll one up you and we run a a reverse to our guard
0: oh okay all right so kind of a fumble (laughs) ruski combo with the with the reverse yeah so in a wing
1: t you pull our guards a lot but you know as you any handoff has to be behind you can't hand off in front so our guards obviously pull and when we run that play our quarterbacks hit and he just turns and then our backside guard pulls right behind him and he hands the ball off to the guard um and so it's, we scored a touchdown on it once a couple of years ago. We were, we were beating a team pretty good, and the kids wanted to run it. I felt bad because the starters were still in, and this guard who I love, you know, he's banging heads all year. Coach, run the play. Come on, I want to score. I'm like, all right, fine, we'll run it. You're going to get like six yards. 49-yard touchdown I was like gosh <laughs> I just ran a trick play and we're up man I had apologized apologize to the coach you know I didn't think we were gonna score <laughs> yeah no that's so, crazy
0: I know I, I'm a big big fan of big man
1: touchdowns so that's yeah but uh there's uh there's I mean the the double passes especially with these smoke screens these quick screens now that are so it's hard to stop because you gotta you gotta fly to the football and if that that first pass on a smoke screen to the, you know, wide receiver. If that's, if that's a lateral, if they do it behind and you fill those, they're going to be someone, you know, behind the defense, just like a lot of teams do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you had a team that acted kind of like Juju and Chase Claypool
0: pregame, and, and you had some guys that were doing that on team, how would you react? I know it's high school, so it's a little different, but these kids still are on TikTok. So.
1: Um, it's different with high school kids they they wouldn't do that and they'd be yeah. sitting their butt on the sideline you know what i'm saying if they did that um but in in, in the nfl when you're dealing with if i was a coach and i said don't do that and that receiver makes eight million dollars more than me uh <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's, a, it's a different dynamic you know but obviously we would have a we would have a face-to-face conversation and let them know that you know you doing that is bringing a lot of attention to yourself, yes, but it's also pumping up that team in the other locker room. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if Juju was coming out and getting 10 receptions and 160 yards and two touchdowns every week, I wouldn't tell him to stop, but he wasn't doing that when he was doing it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly, yeah. He's looking more like a third, uh, the third-level receiver yep. at that point than he was the first uh, number one guy. I always have to ask, you know, getting the head coach's opinion on that, considering it was such a big – a big deal for the league in this year. Yeah, I mean, you and, look and at it.
1: It's it's it, there's a fine line because I'm not the type of coach where I want my co- my players on pins and needles that they're gonna do something, you know, before the game or you know the the game day where they're, you know, think that I'm gonna yell at them or you know like I yeah. when Coach Anderson came in at Utah State and took over for me, like game days are nonchalant. They're not like he he makes sure we are happy go lucky, ready to go ball. There's no nerves. We like you know like whereas my other coach before that. You know, we couldn't have cell phones, you know, like we had to be quiet when we did this, you know, when we were eating it, like Coach A was like, have fun, guys. Like, don't work. Like, I don't want you to be all, you know, freaked out. Like, I'm, you're on pins and needles. Like, you guys put in the week this – you put in the work all week. What's three hours the morning of going to do? Nothing. It's not going to change the outcome of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, go have fun, relax, you know. And uh, I think that was a big weight off some of our players' shoulders. And we went out there and just, you know, had a blast. Hey, if stats are anything to go by, I mean,
0: you definitely saw it in your statistics right? those last two years. I, I mean, the, setting records that you hadn't seen since '74. That's that. Yeah. That tells you a little something about that coaching style, how well that works. Exactly. Um, now, which coach? You know, you mentioned Coach A compared to your previous head coach. Yeah. What and even Coach Humphreys? Like, how? What coach do you think you pulled the most from, or do you kind of t- think you take a lot from a lot of coaches?
1: Um. There's so. It's I think it's a little bit of everything from a little, you know, from from one coach here or there, you know. Um, obviously, probably the most two are Coach Humphers, you know, just because I've been with him the most, but then Coach Gary Anderson as well. He, uh, I've just never seen, he's such a player's coach. I've never seen a, a man, you know, leader of men motivate and, you know, everyone on the team, you know, when he first came, his first run at Utah State. Uh, I mean, overnight, he changed the culture. He changed our confidence. It was the same players. You We went from three and seven to 11 and one in two years. It's not like we had a different yeah. roster, you know? Like, he just, he got our confidence up. Uh, so I, I definitely, for the high, but also you have to realize college players and high school players are different. You have to coach them differently. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I've learned a lot about, the player aspect of having a relationship with players from coach a, but the discipline and how to reach high school players and how to motivate high school players on a every single day basis. i a hundred percent learned from coach Humphers. See,
0: that's awesome. Now, before we get any further, I'm going to just take a quick break. We're just going to hear from Fubo TV and we're going to hear from fanatics real fast. And we'll be right back with that. What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Low Sports Podcast. You know, if you missed the brand new news, we have partnered with Fanatics.com. So if you're in the market for a brand new t-shirt, brand new hoodie, brand new jersey, no matter the team, no matter the player, no matter the sport, Fanatics.com is your place to stop. Not only does this help support our podcast, but it helps support the entire Onion Sports Network. Check the link in our bio or go to onionjessn.com. I'll be having a DJ in the High Low Sports Podcast. See ya. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Love Sports Podcast, and we recently partnered with FuboTV. What is FuboTV? FuboTV is a service to broadcast live TV over the internet, no cable required. Watch your favorite teams, network shows, news, and movies on over 100-plus channels. You get channels like CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox. You can watch all the games. So go ahead, click that link in our bio, and get started on your seven-day free trial. And stay tuned to some more great programming right here on the Unhinged Sports Network. Welcome back, guys. As you just heard, Fanatics and Fubo TV are two mainstay sponsors, affiliates, if you will. Um, they've been with us since November, so a long time ha- uh, coming about. You know, if you guys haven't checked it out already, Fubo TV cut the cord, join the 21st century. At this point in time, we all hate paying cable bills. And Fanatics, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talk about the we talk about the Browns. We talk about you know national championship last week and uh, two weeks ago, I guess. At this point in time, and and you get, get your gear, guys. If you guys haven't already, we all we're fans. You know, we, we need gear to be fans.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, you you know, Brendan's wearing his uh his Utah State jersey or jacket. He's got his River Valley hat on, so you know he's he, he's repping right here. So guys, yep. just go, go go check it out. Um, but you know, last we just left off. You were talking about how you just had to learn the difference between getting you know teaching teaching players in high school and teaching players in college. What is the one thing you found motivates these kids
1: differently? I know it's two different ball games, so I mean, it's yeah. at The end of the day. Um... Playing time always motivates kids, no matter what, you know? Um, But I think what really motivates kids is if they know that you're not, you just don't care about them as a player. Um, If you care about them as a human being and you build that relationship with them and you, you know, interact with them outside of football that has nothing to do with football, um, you can motivate them. You can, you can coach them harder because they know it's from the heart. You know what I'm saying? You can, I haven't used four-letter words in high school, but, you know, uh, I loved my coaches at Utah State, and if I was being lazy or if I wasn't doing what they thought I should be doing, they would let me know, and it wasn't anything personal. It was, I'm going to motivate you, and we have such a good relationship. You know it's not personal, but this is how I coach. Respect how I coach. Um, but, you know, it's different for every kid, honestly. Um, you know, high school kids are so funny. They Some of them want to be on the football team just – so they're on the football team. You know what I'm saying? Someone want to play division one sports. Um, so every kid is different on motivating them, but uh, you, I think as as long as you continue to try to motivate them every day, you're doing your job as a coach because they're very easily can get content. You know what I'm saying? And uh, at the college level, you know, motivation, I mean, in your in your in your junior and senior year there's no doubt about it the motivation is going to the NFL cuz you're one step away you know what yeah. i'm saying um, you're one step away from changing your life you know financially uh, at all this stuff so the, the motivation at the at the college level i would say is 80% getting into the league the, and it really is um, but you know other guys have motivation you know just just to make the team stuff like that but you know the truth, the guys that are there i mean you can ask you know I think Najee Harris, when he went to Bama, it wasn't so he could get his degree. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I love him. You know, I know what he's saying, but he probably went there because he knows that's his best opportunity. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. get to the league. Especially
0: uh, their, their consideration for current RBU type of right moment. I mean, goodness. Did they
1: have he- RBU. They got O-line U. They have receiver
0: yeah. U. <laughs> At this point, it's pick a position. They're putting them in the NFL. Def- yeah. Defensive U. Like, yeah. Now, yeah. that Bama team, as much as, you know, as an Auburn fan, as much as I do not like Alabama – I respect everything about Nick Saban and the way he's able to coach. Yeah. and
1: It's kind of recruit. the old Tom Brady effect. You know, like four years ago, I hated Tom Brady. Hate, despised him, despised the Patriots, <laughs> yeah. always rooted against him. And then after he won like his fifth Super Bowl, it's like, we're 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 truly might be watching the goat right now, like yeah. in my lifetime. So hats off to you. You gotta respect him, you know. And then once he beat the who did they win the Rams? Is that his last Super Bowl with the Rams? Uh,
0: yeah, the against, Rams? yeah, twelve to three against yeah, three yeah, six, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah, it Was um,
1: and he won his sixth. It's like you're literally. I just witnessed the goat. So it's yeah. you know now it's hats off to you. You know as much as I hated you, now I respect you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of the same thing with for me and Saban. It's just like yeah, I I started out hating him because he was an LSU guy and then now yep. he's out of Alabama and now he just yep. keeps winning. And then there was a certain point, it was like 2015 when they, you know, came back after losing to Ohio State, it was like, man, are you going to yep. stop winning? What 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 point are you going to stop trying
1: to win everything? Like, yeah. <laughs> And the other thing is I've talked to other coaches about this too at the high school level and some of my buddies that are coaching in college is... Not only, yes, Alabama has by far the best. They they have dudes everywhere, you know, but they also are so well coached and they do not make mistakes. Like very rarely does someone on the football field do something that he's not supposed to do. So it's like you got the best players who could easily not be motivated to do the right thing every single day, every single play. And Nick Saban gets them to do that. So you got to take your hat off to him.
0: Oh yeah. And then I also look at it from another standpoint from the coaches he gets to come in. You think about it, Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, guys who really other places had just flamed out. Yep. I mean, we're talking Lane Kiffin, who literally left in the middle of the night to flaming mattresses yep. uh, from Tennessee, and then you know goes to USC and gets Steve Sarkeesian. And, yeah, <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian gets kicked off the bus, fired off the bus, and then le- get, goes to Bama that gets kicked off of Bama for another reason. Goes to Atlanta, comes back, and now he's leading to another title. And it's just such so a great kicks. system. And to me, I'm just like from coaching down players, everything like what Saban has created there is I think uh, maybe, maybe, you know, you can correct me if I feel wrong about it, if I'm wrong on this, but for all coaches, I feel like that's kind of the standard you want to build is
1: something that for your coaches and players is equally beneficial. There's a reason head coaches go to Alabama in the off season that are in the NFL and just stay there for a week to see how he does things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It fascinates me to no end, honestly. I could mm-hmm. literally talk about Nick Saban, I think, for hours and days yep. and months and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we talk about co- coaches joining your staff. What is one former teammate? Or maybe multiple. Maybe you have multiple former teammates. Uh-huh. Uh, who is one that you would love to have on your staff for whatever reason? Um,
1: former teammate. Well, uh, let me think. I'm trying to th- – uh, that's a good question. I would have to say – poof.
0: I mean you have some low-hanging fruit out there, so I know There's
1: I know those them. can be easy. There's two of them. Um, and these guys, one played in the NFL, Sean Murphy. Um, his dad is actually Dale Murphy. You know Dale Murphy, oh, yeah. right? Guy from the Braves. Yep. Old school. Uh, yeah, third baseman. He was my best one of my best friends, still is to this day. He was in my wedding. Um, he 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 we just have such a great relationship and we're so competitive towards another each other that I think that it would literally be his position group's is going to beat my position group every single day at something. And it would just be so fun to do that. Um, and then the, uh, the other one uh, I would have to say is a guy by the name of Rob Myers who played tight end for us at Utah state. He is lives in Houston now. Um, and he's just, He's that guy that just rubs me the right way. Everything, his sense of humor just makes me giggle no matter what. He, he, he'll say a one liner, no one will laugh, and I just am cracking up, you know? And everyone's got that friend that is just, God, I love this guy. He's so freaking funny. And everyone's like, No, he's not. He's not funny at all. It's like, dude, this guy cracks me up. So yeah, he just I the love right Rob. He'd be like hilarious that. to coach with because I think it'd be hard for me to yell at my players because I'd be laughing the whole time.
0: <laughs> your, your players might love that a little more, yeah, right? than right? <laughs> So, you know, that obviously brings me to a question that I, I, you mentioned a little bit of it yesterday when you first arrived at River Valley, you weren't sure if it was going to be a one-stop or if you were going to be here, you know, jumping go, maybe go to another school or have you ever had, and now if any of your, any of your kids are listening, this is just pure speculation. I literally am just curious from my own standpoint. Have you ever had the thought going into your head of maybe going to the next level one day?
1: Uh, I, I definitely have. Um, and I actually, I was offered the GA spot when I was done, um, done playing at Utah state. And before I left, come back to California, coach Anderson offered me a GA spot to help, you know, coach with him and just get in with the program and stuff. And I declined it and I told him I want to be a high school coach. Um, but I think about it all the time to be honest and like, you know, daydream about it. Where could I be? What could I do? But, you know, at, at the end of the day with how college, Coaching and that dynamic and that profession work. Um, I'm married. I have a kid, and uh, I don't want my family moving every two or three years. You know, um, I don't want my daughter having to go to a new school every two or three years because that's the average. The average coach coaches at yeah. a school for 2.6 years, I think it is, because and then they're going somewhere else. And so, um, you know, we're Northern California people. Both me and my uh, me and my wife are, and you know, this is where our family is, and so. Yes, I think about it, but in reality, it'll never come to fruition just because I am i got stability here. I can go three and seven and not make the playoffs, and guess who's going to be the head coach next year? Yeah. Me. Now, if so, you go three and seven, you might not have a job. <laughs> no, you might not even make it past three and four in the call, exactly. in college stands. So, <laughs> you know, when it, when it comes to providing for your family and, you know, putting food on your daughter's plate, the stability I have at the high school level, you can't beat that. Yeah. I get that. And I, that's the reason I'm just always curious
0: because, you know, you do, you did mention it yesterday when, when we did the uh, first part of the interview, you did mention you weren't sure at the time, Mm -hmm. obviously at the time you, you weren't married. So that's why, you
1: know, when you first arrived there, you were just kind of like uh, the defensive coordinator at Florida international FIU where Butch Davis is. Uh, He was my safeties coach at Utah state. His name is Jeff cop. And uh, I saw online like two years ago, they needed a defensive GA or something like that, you know? And so I hit him up and I was like, Hey, I'm going to take that position. And he was like, are you being serious with me right now? And I was like, yes, I'm being serious. He's like, you're dead set. You want to do this? He's like, it's yours if you want. It. I guarantee you, I can get you it. I was like, yep. And he's like, wait a minute. Didn't you just get married? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm not letting you do this. See, Literally. That's, he was like, you're not
0: doing this. That's, that's actually probably for the best. I mean, you yep. know, you talk about having your circle of coaches, how important that is, that's been. Yeah. That's, that might be the one that's kind of that moment that you just kind of realize like, yep. oh,
1: huh maybe maybe yeah. i should stay i mean it's um, a it's a phenomenal profession right obviously if you are successful at it you can be taken care of financially a lot but it's talking to the coaches that i ha- know at the division one level they, they say the hardest part about it is you're always moving you know and it it takes a toll on your kids when they got to go meet new friends for the third time in four years you know what oh, i'm yeah. saying yeah I,
0: didn't, I mean don't get me wrong we didn't move because of because of coaching we just moved but yeah, yeah i can tell you from my own experience that was the hardest part about yeah, growing up I, and...
1: I want i want my daughter to go to river valley when she's a freshman and i want her to graduate here you know yeah walk across that gray turf and get yep, a diploma Exactly, <laughs> spiker spiker thing on the ground like you know snowstorm. i i
0: literally i don't think i'll ever be able to let let, let it go that you guys have gray turf because i think it's yeah. one of the coolest color turfs i think i've seen so far and yeah. we're talking there's red green blue
1: yeah yellow awesome. you know got the so big that's... falcon in the middle
0: yeah, that's really awesome. So, what's been, you know, your biggest aha moment as a coach? What was the thing that kind of the moment you realized the things that your coaches used to do to you as a player is what you're doing to your kids, and that you were like you're the exactly, thing you hated. Yeah, yeah,
1: when Coach Humphers came his first year, all the stuff he used to do, and I used to hate, and I used to, like, why did you do that? What, why is he doing that? And then he would do it again right when he got here, and I was like, oh, now, now I see it on different, you know, as a coach, I see why he did that. I see why he motivated us like that I see why he had this talk with us you know um, I see why we decided to do this a certain way and so um, I honestly you know I had a couple aha moments before but I, it's just it there's the aha or it's dawned I like to say gosh it finally dawned on me like I've said that to coach Humphers probably 50 times oh it dawned on me why you did that I dawned <laughs> on me, you know like I know why you did that now so it was it's really cool like I said seeing it from a different angle, being a coach around Coach Humphers. And I was a player, you know, around him. I loved him. But, man, he made us work our butts off, and I got mad at him a couple times for all the stuff we had to do. But now as a coach, you see why. And it's like, ah, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it now.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm with you on that. All right. Then I, this one's a little more interesting then. Okay. If you were a player under your own coaching, okay. how, how do you think you, your career would have turned out if you were playing under yourself as a coach? Do you think you'd be exactly where you were or do you think maybe you would have been better or I maybe think you I would wouldn't. have
1: loved, loved me as a coach because of how I valued offense alignment and how I valued being a alignment but I'd get really annoyed with the volume of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Understand? Uh, you let me tell you when I'm coaching high school when I'm coaching practice or in a game there people on campus know I'm coaching.
0: yeah uh no that's understandable you know you're an ex-lineman and you you have that little bit of that i mean you were taught by old school guys where if you're not yelling you're not coaching you know it's exactly (laughs) awesome well so we're gonna take it take you know we're gonna move away from your coaching because obviously you know now we are caught up to where you are today you guys are back with covid you guys are are, are ready to run it you know full board how do you think obviously we're not there yet but what do you think is your projection for this season like how do you think you guys are going to do
1: well, we got a lot of guys coming back. You know, we're uh, – our we had five sophomores on our varsity last year, so they're going to be juniors this year. Um, and we we got a lot returning, honestly. We lost some studs. Um, but, you know, these guys have been working hard, and if we get the opportunity to play, um, I think we're going to build on our – I think we went six and three. I can't remember. But we'll, we're just going to continue to get better because we have our whole backfield coming back. Uh, we've got – five or six guys on defense coming back Um, and our younger group coming in the JV team from last year, they got some studs. So, um, you know, we, the, the future is very bright here at river Valley for the next couple of years, we should be pretty good at football if I don't mess it up. (laughs)
0: fair enough i understand that but man i do appreciate you
1: coming on doing both both parts with me i just can't like i said i can't thank you enough my man for letting me be on here and helping you guys and just you know hanging out this is easy for me i can talk sports 24 7 365 it's something i love um it's easy to talk about this stuff easy for me to reminisce on my days in high school and college and now the coaching so uh thank you for giving me this opportunity honestly so i know you guys are going to kick ass and take names on this thing and it's gonna this thing's gonna blow up so i'm just lucky to be on it why why you guys are still not a household name i you know i'll take. i'll take it if it blows up even a a, a from where we are i'll take it i
0: honestly and honestly you've done more coming on than 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 we did bringing you on because you know you did bring an extra aspect to this that we hadn't had before And the in, in getting a former player, getting a former current coach, not former coach, sorry, not trying to write your (laughs) your retirement speech today, but no, you know, getting a former player, getting a coach and, you know, look, man, I I love having you on. This has been fantastic. And, and I I, I, honestly, we're trying to get you back on again. I don't know. I don't know when, I can't give you a guarantee like on air, like, you know, you're coming back, but I do think fantastic, man. and, And honestly, I can't wait to see what you guys do this year. Thank you so much yeah man and then honestly everybody out there listening uh you know obviously if you guys have missed part one it will come out tomorrow so friday 2 p.m eastern time or you can wait until the youtube comes live 2 p.m eastern time as well on friday after this airs and we will have the full part one part two put together so you'll be looking at about hour and 40 minutes worth of watching us goof around and have a lot of fun yep so you know everybody thank you for tuning in and you know if you guys haven't already check out our twitter you can find all our updates on there be sure to check out river valley's twitter as well you guys do have an athletic page if i'm not mistaken yep. Yep. so you guys do put all your updates and yep so check that out as well you know i'd say follow brendan on twitter but he is not on twitter so not, don't do that not a twitter guy <laughs> awesome guys but you know until next time everybody see ya